Welcome to Connect, the weekly podcast for California MBA featuring one-on-one -on -one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. I'm Susan Malazzo, CEO of the California MBA, and I'm very happy that you can join us today. Before we get to today's guest, I'd like to thank our Connect podcast sponsor, Incelerate. Thanks, Susan, and thanks for listening. This is Josh Wren, CEO and founder of Incelerate. We're grateful for our partnership with the CMBA and are committed as a company to help lenders close more loans. We do this with our customer experience platform that has a CRM, lead management, marketing, automation, robust content library, desktop and mobile applications. We do this to help you engage and stay connected to your current borrowers, referral partners, past borrowers, and potential new ones. If you want to find out why we're the fastest growing CRM provider in the mortgage industry, please reach out to us and ask for a demo. Okay, thank you, Josh. And um, with that, we'll turn it to uh, today's guest, uh, John Hedlund, Managing Director and Chief Operating Officer at AmeriHome. Hi, John. Good morning, Susan. Nice to see you, as always. Happy that you could be a part of uh, the Connect podcast. Uh, I, uh, I always like to get started with uh, just a little bit of background. No one uh, really uh, grew up thinking that they were going to start uh, have a career in the mortgage industry. So I'd love to hear how you kind of ended up in, in this business. Well, from the age of two, I always wanted to be in the U.S. mortgage industry. It's <laughs> the United States, and I'm going to be a mortgage bank. <laughs> well, in all seriousness, yeah, I grew up in Canada, largely in the Vancouver area, went to college, and got a job with the Royal Bank of Canada out of school. And I stayed with them, moved across the country in various roles, and I was in Toronto when we decided as a company to have a U.S. expansion. We started buying banks and investment companies, and we bought a mortgage business in Chicago called Prism Mortgage at the time, which ultimately became RBC Mortgage. And I got asked to come down there, and I was the first Canadian executive to roll down. And uh, I started there. We bought a company in Houston. We ended up merging the companies, and I moved to Houston for a while. And then we ultimately sold that company, and that got me to the Los Angeles area. I worked at Countrywide and Bank of America for a while. And then in 2013, uh, myself and a group of others started AmeriHome Mortgage. So I've been down here about 22, 23 years now in the U.S. business. So one of the things I was interested in as I, I look at your career, you've been through actually several, you know, mergers, acquisitions, what can, and then I know, you know, most recently with Marihome and Western Alliance Bank, so what can you share with listeners about the kind of the corporate culture and merging two organizations during an acquisition? Yeah, and I, I have, and I think if you stay in this business long enough, you're going to be, uh, it's, it can be volatile. I mean, I guess that's a, that's a negative or it's a positive, depending on how you look at it, but um you know, just as a general, it's usually more fun to be the buyer than the buyee. Um, I've learned over the years. Having said that, specific to how's it going with Western Alliance, uh, you know, we knew each other first, which was great. We'd done business with them for years. They were a warehouse lender of ours. We knew several of the executive team. Uh, so as we were looking to uh, change our previous arrangement with Apollo Global Management and trying to find a, a different partner, trying to get sold. We looked at IPOing. 
Um, we just started negotiations and conversations with Western Alliance. And, and again, I think we're very fortunate in the fact that they are much like us. It's, an entre it's a good-sized bank. It's a 60 plus billion dollar bank. But they're entrepreneurial. They have a can-do spirit. They try to figure stuff out. You know, and in the mortgage space, we're always, we don't predict the market, we don't set rates, we don't do anything, but we always prided ourselves on ability to move faster than our competition, to move quicker, and try and make good decisions. And that's certainly the, the Western Alliance way as well. So I would say culturally, we were very aligned from day one. And that's usually when you see these things not go well, it's two very different cultures coming together. And that has not been remotely the case. So, um, we're also, as people may not know, a wholly owned subsidiary. So the intent from day one was to keep us as really a standalone company operating inside of Western Alliance. They are a commercial base and have very little uh, residential, really warehouse lending. They did a little bit on the mortgage side. So we are really their mortgage expert. And, uh, you know, we're, we're integrating places that make sense, IP, HR, things like that. But the core company remains the same and the plan is to keep it the same. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, other than little growing pains on things, it's gone extremely well and uh, um, very supportive of what we're trying to do in a tough market. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I, I think it's, I've certainly, you know, known you guys and uh, Western Alliance thing has been active with us, of course, for many years. So it's uh, nice to see when things like that work out. Probably seeing a lot more of that uh, in this, uh, you know, mergers and acquisitions in this market. And kind of switching to, you know, talking about where we were at in 2022. Um, tough year, especially for those that haven't been in the, in the mortgage industry for a long time. Um, what what could you suggest? What does the company need to do to be competitive in this market? Well, you know, just kind of taking a step back, I think the, the issue we find ourselves in for anybody that's been in the business for a while is it's pretty normal. Although I would say this one is a little escalated only because we're coming off of two of the, well, the two biggest years we've ever had in the industry. So anytime you have a refi boom or something, we, we add capacity to the industry to meet that, whether that's new entrants or just existing companies adding bodies and staff and going into new lines of business. So we all did that um, to varying degrees over the previous two years. We had a 4.4 plus or minus trillion dollar market. And this year, maybe at best it's two five. It might be lower. Um, you've so we really have a case where demand is in well in excess of supply, and when that happens, margins get compressed, and and everybody makes less money or no money. So how do you get out of that? I guess you can do a couple things, and we're seeing it all. Um, you can, as a company, continue to kind of hold the line on volume and basically just price your product below what others are pricing it. That's a tough strategy unless you have really deep pockets because you're probably gonna lose money in that scenario. The other scenario is you right size for the volume today and the volume that you see in the future. And so you're seeing, unfortunately, this is the worst part of our business, you're seeing a fair amount of layoffs. Uh, I don't think we're at equilibrium yet because companies, that's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to reduce good quality people that helped you in 20 and 21 run your business and make good money. So uh, this is a normal cycle and from the highest highs, which we had in 20 and 21, we're gonna have the lowest lows. And 
you're starting to see, you talked about it, mergers, acquisitions. Everybody, you know, the industry is full of IMBs. So those are not necessarily deep pocket companies. They're standalone mortgage companies. They don't have other products, other services. So it's just a very tough time for those companies to navigate through this. You're seeing people try to go into different business lines. Um, that's, that's, a tough, that's a tough one because if that business, you know, you're a retailer and you want to go into wholesale, it's not like wholesale margins are great today. It's not like correspondent margins are great. Retail are always better, but the costs are higher. Um, we saw costs go up to a record of over $10,000 alone from the national MBA stats in Q1. That's tight. That's really, we didn't get any less productive in essence. We didn't add a ton of cost. It's just the numerator denominator and the volumes decrease. So you now you're laying the cost over less loans. So, you know, I think the prudent thing to do is to right size your business for the volume today and what you see over the next six or 12 months. Uh, but, but we'll get there. Um, my guess is we're not going to get there till probably the end of this year, if not beginning of next year. So it's just going to be a tough time. Yeah, especially after coming, let's like say, off of 20 and 21, where, you know, this business was just kind of raining from the sky and, and uh, to kind of have a, a halt to it. Okay, but and so it's just it's also just not that easy it, and you know it is more of a purchase market obviously refi we're up to plus or minus a six percent uh rate to the consumer to the borrower i mean it wasn't that long ago three four five months ago we were in the threes so that right. sudden run up has done a couple other things so it's also just you know add another layer to what i just said you've got in a purchase market you've got people that no longer can qualify for the home that they were looking for right so there are active buyers at all ranges but for what they wanted now that's either too much of a strain or they're just not approving and then you've basically just got a supply issue yeah. uh, so we've got a lot of issues right now that we're dealing with in the mortgage space and it's it's going to be a tough time and every company kind of has to set their strategy and and think about how they're going to remain profitable and yet not ruin your company right. six months or 12 months down the road when ultimately we get back to what i like to say equilibrium where that supply equals the demand and more normal margins come back in form right right yeah definitely have to just stick it out for the long game at this point um you know this um uh next month uh, you are going to be sworn in as the chairman of the board for the California MBA, my big boss. Um, I know that you're also active in the Texas MBA, probably other state MBAs. You're also a leader at the National Association, um, National MBA. What can you share with listeners about the importance of supporting the trade association? Well, as you say, yeah, I'm, I'm excited and uh, looking forward to being the chair of the California MBA. And I've also had the opportunity a few years ago, I got involved in California MBA, um, but also nationally with the Mortgage Bankers Association. I've been on the board there and I was chair of the Residential Board of Governors. Uh, and I'm back on the board of the MBA nationally. Um, so very fortunate. I think it's done a lot, uh, both for me personally, but also for Amerihome. Um, just the learnings, uh, understanding kind of the inner workings of whether it's Sacramento or DC, uh, and ultimately, you know, how important being involved, being engaged in industry, which has done so much for me and my family. Um, I'm just happy to, you know, be involved and give them my time. 
Now, what I don't think people understand is how how much um, whether it's proactive and and uh, you know on purpose legislation or in many cases unintended consequences of, of legislation built that can impact our business could ultimately really impact everybody regardless of the state you're in whether it's nationally or in california um this is a very decisive time politically in our country and uh i think it's, it's more important now than ever to make sure that we have active advocates uh, both in sacramento and dc and around the country and other states state foundations to just represent our interests and those of our borrowers and those of our employees. Um, this is uh, the housing industry is one of the primary drivers when you take all of the pieces of it and all the companies uh, of GDP in this country. And it's very easy, as we're seeing right now, to upset that apple cart. Right? I talked a little bit ago, we really have supply issues. Now, on the affordable housing side, for many people trying to get into affordable housing, low to moderate income people, they are being priced out of the market. For the average American, the best way to get grow wealth in this country is through home price appreciation, having equity in your home. But if I can never get you in the home, it's hard to ever do that. So, um, you know, what the Fed is doing is really attacking the demand side to fight inflation, but really the focus should be more on the supply side and affordable housing, and we need to do more of that. Yeah, that is a, uh, that's interesting to bring that up. Certainly in California, we um, have a, a significant and have for a long time supply issue with housing, and that um, hasn't always been an area that we've been um, really active in, but I think that that's something somewhere we'll be moving uh, to be more active in that in the future. Yeah. I, Another thing I was going to ask you, under your leadership, AmeriHome has sent multiple uh, of your team members through our Future Leaders Program that we offer in partnership with Pepperdine University. Um, love to hear kind of what your employees um, share with you about that experience. Well, yeah, I, I mean, we're obviously very big uh, fans and supporters of the Future Leader Program, California MBA. And again, as a, as a company and the leadership of the company, we are huge advocates of that and really it's our responsibility to develop our future leaders well you know whether they're entry-level managers senior managers whatever and what we saw as a benefit and when i talk to our graduates is exactly it you know so in the company we today try to put people into challenging roles as they get that we try to move people through career pathing at AmeriHome, we're big advocates on retaining and growing our talent. It's just a smart business for the company where we have somebody who knows our culture, knows our people, knows our systems, knows our business, and they're a great performer and they got a great attitude. Why wouldn't we want to promote those people? So right off the bat, we're just big advocates of trying to promote our own first and foremost. But you can only do so much in a company and with kind of managers and leaders. And what they're missing out on is a broader aspect of the industry, different experiences, uh, having different colleagues in different companies. Everybody's working pretty hard, doing their their, their daily time and, and more than that, and then going home to live their life. So the benefit that they all get out of future leaders is that exposure to 10, 12 other people in different roles, different companies across the state in different locations. Uh, and they all work together in the projects, on their learning, 
through Pepperdine, et cetera, and come back and they just are rounded out more. And as importantly, and one of the benefits I've really gotten out of being involved in the California MBA and National MBA is just I've expanded my network and the individuals that I can call, pick up the phone, bounce ideas off them. And I have my limited areas of expertise, but through my network, I have a fairly broad area that I can tap on expertise. That's what I think the Future Leader Program does for people that are starting out on career and trying to achieve increasing goals of responsibility. So we're big fans and uh, we've got another two or three signed up for this year. Yeah, yeah, they're actually a really, really cohesive group this year too. I think to your point, they're really going to be um, starting, you know, professional relationships that'll carry on for years. They're already, you can tell they're already clicking really well. So thank you for that. And thanks for your support for, um, for the Future Leaders Program. We're really proud of that. Um, and I will see you in a few weeks at the Western Secondary Market Conference. And uh, thank all of you for, uh, for joining us today on, uh, on the Connect podcast. Um, to access any of our podcast episodes, you can follow us on our YouTube channel. We're also available on Apple, um, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. That's it for this week on Connect, and we'll see you next time.